0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Doomray. Um, we've got a Sunday Lounge edition, which is mine and Rob's favourite editions, <laughs> <laughs> um, which uh, essentially means um, we sit in a smoking room uh, with smoking jackets and pipes. Yeah. Um, a a selection of cheeses and uh, red wine and occasionally a good single scotch um however uh that's a complete lie i'm sitting at desk in, uh, in uh, about two miles away from rob um but apart from that um the rest is true i am wearing a smoking jacket i have my pipe i have my wine and my cheese um but it's um april the 14th um it is sunday as i mentioned earlier and um really today's episode is um a, a look back at the last um, two weeks of Doctor Who. That's kind of the main topic. Um, and then we're going to have a little, um, we're going to dip our toes into in-app purchases, which um, will probably turn into the next 10 episodes. <laughs> um, but um, you know, they've been in the news a lot this week. So, um, you know, we're going to have a look at that. Um, but really, you know, this is a follow-up to um, some quite positive stuff um, that we've had, kind of feedback-wise, from um, our discussion uh, of the on the Doctor Who premiere, um, which was two weeks ago now, two weeks, three weeks, three weeks. Yeah, we're up and to episode So really, three. we're just following that up. Yeah. Um, so um, really, I mean, it's it's been it's been an interesting series because I, I guess you know with with doctor who they always um you know we were talking the other day about um on our previous podcast about moffat moments um and i think you know whenever a new series of doctor who starts um you look for the episodes that are the key kind of moffat moment um episodes where where you know they're really kind of a catalyst of an episode where um the action in the story takes from there and then there's these kind of filler episodes and from from my reckoning we've had one story episode um, and we've had one kind of filler episode I don't know if you'd agree with that Rob
1: uh, yeah I think um, what do you, you what's your epi- your filler what's your filler episode
0: well my my filler episode in in my mind is the um, is the cold war episode I think that that to me could have been placed anywhere in the series. Yeah, oh, right.
1: um, that could
0: yeah. be episode three or episode yeah.
1: ten. Yeah, no, I and see it what would, you mean. It would make no difference. No, I see what you um, mean. I think it probably is one of the stories that were that was originally going to be later on in the season and has just been they've just been switched around at um, at a later point. Yeah, I think you're right mm-hmm. with that.
0: And it, it, you know, I mean, the thing is, is that, that 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 isn't by any means. You know, we're not trying to. Shun it because I actually really enjoyed it as an episode. I thought it was a, a great episode. Um, if for nothing else, just for the Ultrabox um, <laughs> references. Mm-hmm. Um, although I do have a question about that. If they're speaking Russian and we're hearing their Russian as English through <laughs> the TARDIS's translation matrix, why is Ultrabox not in Russian?
1: <laughs> the TARDIS, I think, is selective. I think it. it I don't think it's going to translate songs. Yeah, I think I just, <laughs> well, just. it should. Be, I, <laughs> I don't think it would. I be, would, it would it be run, in, in Russian. I think you know the the, char- <laughs> the characters are going to be singing along to the English uh, versions of those songs, phonetically, if nothing else. I think that's, that's perfectly yeah. acceptable. Okay, I will accept that as an answer. <laughs> uh, anyway. I, I think it was an no, excellent yeah, episode. I, th- I thought um, I, th- I thought yesterday's was, was fantastic, but I guess we should deal with um, the second one first, um, since we yeah we should
0: do this chronologically.
1: Yeah. We haven't spoken about <laughs> it, have we at all? Because you, no, you've, been, you've um, been away, and we and t- we didn't talk about it on the last show. No, no. I, I
0: think it was a bit of a weird episode actually, um, because. It had some very, very high highs and some very low lows for me. Um because I thought the um the the speech that, that Matt Smith delivered to to the sun god um was one of his best moments as the doctor. Mm. Um you know, I thought him um I I it's one thing I really like about Matt Smith as as Doctor Who is he has this kind of very playful very charming very eccentric um persona and then when he's cornered he becomes he becomes very angry and he become he, he well he becomes very masculine and i'm not saying he's effeminate um you know throughout the rest of it but he he's not kind of a manly man but then when he's cornered he seems to he seems to rise to it and um I thought, you know, I, I, thought that speech where he was saying, you know, he's, he's watched the death of the universe and he was the only thing left. And you know, like it was, it was very, very powerful. Um, and then that little girl started singing and I wanted to punch her in the face. Wasn't it the queen of you? Yeah, yeah, like wasn't it like the queen of you? It was like the opening ceremony. Yeah. yeah. It was, um, it was great acting and beautiful, uh, kind of rhetoric um punctuated by hideous christian guitar playing and swaying
1: and i was was... i was i I thought we were were a couple of seconds away from getting emily Sande, i think singing on it but i
0: i think if you look in that crowd she's there (laughs) 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 i think i think somewhere in the audience emily Sande is there and Mm. um yeah, I was yeah, I was waiting for there to be um firstly I was waiting for Emily Sunnet and then secondly I was waiting for either Ian McKellen or Kenneth Branagh, Um as as Brunel. <laughs> um, I thought
1: it was a strange or, it was a or strange. Tim- or, or,
0: or Timothy. Yeah, it was. And I think it was it was weird because the story of um Clara is is a very interesting one. And you know, like I loved I loved the moment where, right at the end of the episode when Clara leaves the TARDIS and Matt Smith looks furiously angry with her <laughs> um, and is kind of really, um, you know, he doesn't understand her and I like that. I like the fact that, you know, that there's this kind of setup that he understands everything and he has knowledge that... that you know he can't share with people you know secrets that he can't share with people and he does not understand uh Clara Mm. and I think in some ways maybe doesn't trust her
1: Um, well he's still trying to figure her out isn't he I mean this is this is the whole thing Yeah. um Someone said to me yesterday that it still didn 't feel like clara 's character was was going anywhere, considering the 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 first two introductions of her character in the in the uh, the asylum of the Daleks and in and in the Spe- snowman um, that they were so that was she was such an impactful character that that they felt that in these three episodes she 's been a disappointment but i think we're i think this is the you have to bear in mind this is the first time in these three episodes that the doctor has dealt with. The real Clara, in the sense that, that the Clara that yeah. that exists now and and he's he's trying to figure her out and i think and I think we are expected yeah. to go on a journey think, as well
0: yeah and and I think the um you know that's it's it's a very kind of powerful um, it's a very powerful kind of narrative technique to to often what they do is they give you the answers but don't give the characters the answers so you you know you empower the audience. Um, and, yeah. and you, you allow, you allow the kind of intrigue to come from watching other people solve it. Yeah. Whereas this is, this is, you know, a, a real kind of Sherlock style, um, detective piece yeah. where, you know, you, you, you don't know and the protagonist doesn't know. And that's what creates this, um, this tension. But, but what I like is, is that, you find her very lovable, um, you know, and very much, very much like like the Doctor is finding her very lovable, but she's a conundrum, and that's good, I think. You know, that's that's how it's supposed to be, I think, anyway. Yeah, um, I agree. I, think I, I
1: don't think. I think you're absolutely right on, on this one. I think we are, we are expected not to know, and uh, and and to go and to be looking at that in the same way that he's looking at. We we know him, you know. He's such a familiar character by now. This version of the Doctor um almost to the point when I, I you know i'm i'm yeah slightly bored when he does the grandstanding speeches uh because i i think we really? know... yeah slightly just just a tiny tiny bit because I, I especially I, I found that episode odd and i and the first time i watched it i didn't like it at all i i thought it was one of the one of the weakest episodes i've seen in a, in a long time I, it felt it felt like it 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 went from nothing to this kind of dramatic thing in very in a in a almost almost with no build-up and and i didn't i wasn't feeling the kind of the tension of of any of the characters in it it seemed it it just seemed very arbitrary and very strange second time i watched it i i I thought it worked better um and i kind of i kind of went with it a little bit more but you know when it's to, even then when when he stands and does the big speech you think well, we've heard this from him so many times and 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 the idea of getting you know a big, <laughs> a big end of the universe god there well you know he's faced them before and it and it's and it always turns out the same the same kind of way so i'm not i wasn't that interested in in that um but with her we just we just don't know her and i think um i, I think we'll when we look back, we we know we'll we'll have, we'll have been given lots of clues to to what you know to the to her riddle, and uh, and I'm sure we'll look back and go ah you know now we see now we see how it all fits together and you know who she is mm. and what and why. I mean, us- I
0: think to me, I mean to me, I mean
1: the the ultimate payoff.
0: For me, and like like I said in in the previous episode, I'm I'm new to Doctor Who. I'm not I'm not um you know really I watched bits and bobs of David Tennant and bits and bobs of um Chris Eccleston, mm-hmm. but but Matt Smith is the man who kind of brought me in. And I've I've seen you know old Tom Baker episodes, but I've never um I've never kind of really got into it. And Matt Smith's the the the, the doctor that that took me in, and I guess um, in in a lot of ways, every everybody has their doctor, mm. um, um, and I, I think from talking to people, like um, Ben, uh, my friend Ben, his doctor is David Tennant. Like he was, you know, he's the one who kind of grabbed him, and he likes Matt Smith, but David Tennant is his doctor. I don't think anybody's doctor is Chris Eccleston. Um, well, <laughs> but, maybe. maybe but that's another,
1: we we'll get some people no, email, emailing us. Billy
0: Pipers. Okay. <laughs> Billy Pipers. Um, <laughs> but, um, no, but, um, you know, I think for me that payoff um, of watching the 11th hour um, after watching, you know, this, this whole story that the that the ponds went on with him and him standing there and telling her exactly what's going to happen um, in a kind of very frivolous throwaway Manner, and then going back and going, you know, two years ago they actually knew exactly exactly the route they were going to go on. That was that was a big payoff for me, mm. um, and I'm hoping that you know on the 23rd of November this year we'll be sitting there going, this all makes
1: sense. I think Uh-oh. I think we'll get it before then. I think um everything I'm everything I'm hearing and reading is pointing to the 50th anniversary one being being a kind of a standalone episode and and as much of a beginning as it is an end. That's that's the yeah. the kind of direct quote that Matt, Matt Smith was if, if and if you heard the uh the podcast on the the iTunes um, Apple Store podcast, yeah, yeah, because yeah, that was that was something he made that point that we're going to see it as a as a beginning of a of, of of the the next fifty years, if you like, of of Doctor Who as much as as much as an end. I think we'll get um solutions to um, some solutions to uh, Clara sooner sooner than that. Mm. And I think that I think the fiftieth will be a kind of a kind of big one. Um, for some, for other kind of reasons. Well,
0: just yeah, no, and, and just quickly thinking of um, thinking of Matt Smith popping up in places. Um, just a quick, just a quick one. Did you see the history of tea? I saw Victoria. The, Wood.
1: Is, I saw one episode of it. Is there only been one so far? Yeah, uh, yeah,
0: they did two episodes, one night after the other, okay, and Matt no, Smith saw, was on it. I saw it, the I only and seen first He entirely stole the show.
1: <laughs> I saw him on the, so tra- it's on worth the trailer.
0: Yeah, it's worth watching the entire history of tea just to see Matt Smith talk about tea. Um,
1: <laughs> it's a good show.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it was, Yeah, no, it was. It was very, very interesting. And we could do a whole show on, on that as well, but we won't. I'll just drink tea for now.
1: No, I've, got, um, I've, got, I've got my tea but, here. So.
0: Yes, as, as have I, although it's it's gone, so sad times. Um, but um, no, I, I think, you know that episode was was um a bit of a a bit of a weird one and but I, I mean to me as well there was some atrocious special effects moments mm. <laughs> um yeah the speed like yeah but but then i i, I just love the fact that they clearly um just ran out of budget completely because then when she when clara flies away from the temple with uh, the Queen of Songs. There's there's no there's no shot. She just looks back, and then it kind of pans out, and she's just landed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, I, I think you know, with I, I'd agree with you that there were some definite pacing issues, um, where they they kind of there was no um, there there wasn't kind of that. There wasn't a tension and a building of the tension. It was just kind of like, you know, uh one action point to one action point to one action point. But um but then for for all of that, I thought uh yesterday's episode, um the cold war was absolutely amazing and made up for it wholeheartedly. Um I thought like like you know, I'd agree with you, it was it was one of the best um that I've that I've seen. Um maybe maybe for the, the amount of kind of, um, you know, homages to alien, to <laughs> horror, uh, you know, as a genre. And, you know, I think it's worth mentioning, you know, Mark gattis, um or Gatiss, gattis Gatiss, Gatiss, um, is, you know, I, I love Mark gattis I love, um, you know, um, the work he does on League of Gentlemen. Mm. I love uh, his books. I, you know, I really like him. But also... It's worth remembering that he is um a, a bit of a a bit of an encyclopedia of um of horror, um of horror films. And there was quite an even down to I like the hand um when one of the members of the crew had been killed that was just the stereotypical kind of zombie hand. Hmm. Um which, yeah. which I quite liked. Um but then, you know, there was there was lots of moments um that that were kind of homages to different films. Um, also, it's worth saying I did one thing I did love in the second episode was the uh, little nod to Indiana Jones with him grabbing his sonic screwdriver from underneath the temple door. Ah,
1: yes. Um, yeah,
0: yes. That was lovely. Um, <laughs> although it's a shame it wasn't a fez. If it was a fez, that would have been so much cooler. <laughs> um, but no, I, you know, I thought the Cold War episode was was ace, and um, I thought the design of um, the 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 mars warrior was absolutely amazing you know it was it was kind of a you know we we had a discussion afterwards um where we were saying it was war of the worlds meets metropolis um you know it was it was a a very nice bit of design and they made a really nice toy um of him which i may buy oh yes of
1: course Uh, no i think i think it was a great episode um uh, again, what what can you say about Mark Mark Gatiss? I think I think it's his, it's probably his best Doctor Who moment yet, and and he's had some good ones. Um, I, I think you're you're right. He, yeah, he really knows his stuff, and and so and he managed in this episode to get to get all of that coming together in in a way that really made it compelling. And I, I was on the edge of my seat. Yeah, you know, it, was, it was a real, real kind of haunted house horror um, movie. Uh, Plot as well, you know on, on a submarine like a bit like alien in that way, you know trap trap your cast in a very Small enclosed area where you you know, you can't they can't see what's going on and neither can you um, a Inspired bringing back of a know of a, of a monster that that's a classic uh, Doctor Who monster although although it's only been in very two two episodes or two series in two stories in in the past um, yeah, I think very so. very few. Um, as a as a bad guy in the Trouton era, and then I remember, I remember uh, the Ice Warriors coming back in a Pertwee. Um, was it Pertwee or or Tom Baker episode late, much later on when they they turned it. They they were good guys. Um, they'd become a kind of peaceful race. Um, and and to bring them back in this way mm. as a, a single character, single warrior, you know, um, separated from uh, from their culture, I thought was uh, was inspired, and to and 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 to take it further, mm. then to you know to to turn that in, that idea of the armor into something else, um, I, I thought was it was was brilliant. It could have it could have gone very very badly, you know, as soon as you as soon as you take the ice warrior out of its costume, as it were. Uh, and turn it into something else that could that could end up really uh really spoiling things but it but it didn't it was done it was done very well and i and i thought that was really no, like a I war think, of the worlds thing you know the, yeah no, it's just a great martian thing and i think it?
0: um yeah and, and i thought the slow reveal worked really nicely like the you know the hands mm-hmm. um were 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 beautifully designed and the mm-hmm. way they kind of wrapped around characters um yeah. You know, w- was really nice, and also it was, um, you know, like we, we've mentioned the, the kind of alien idea a- around it, and you know, I think the the idea of what we don't see is is far scarier than what we do see.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, slightly you know, disappointed I thought... when I saw the CG version of it, of his face, I was very very slightly. Yeah, disappointed. I know, up in the rafters. Yeah,
0: yeah I, but. um but I guess you know I'd I'd have loved to, it was one thing that I thought was I'd have loved to have seen you know a real kind of animatronic um, you know creature workshop style um, yeah definitely head drooling I always like drool um, well especially
1: because the hands were, were done in such a physical way I thought then you know we to see to see the eyes and the mouth and the teeth in clearly a computer generated. Uh, creature I, I think we kind of, kind of took the edge off that that a little bit but it didn't but it i didn't also really think it, yeah.
0: no it didn't but but i think you know the the hands in um were, were bright white and his head was green so it was a weird <laughs> it's a weird thing that was well, um, you know
1: his his head's um his head's had suntan you know his, his yeah, hands, true, hands true. have been in gloves for a long time for for millennia <laughs> yeah um
0: but um no, I you know, I thought I'd have really have liked to have seen, you know, a really kind of really nicely done animatronic but but they're they're expensive to do, I guess. Um yeah. and hard times at the BBC. Um but no, and I I think um as well, you know, the the um the idea that the the only kind of big problem I had with the episode was the explanation of why why the TARDIS disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> was a little loose, to say the least. Oh well, when it's in danger, it disappears. Um, you know the fact that it stays when sun's supernova. Um, and, oh, he's you know, speaking, that, no,
1: but it wasn't the explanation that he he'd been tinkering and he'd re-enabled the uh, what, what was I forget what he called it, but it was the, the emergency circuit, the emergency kind of d- distress. Circuit. Yeah, it was loose. Um, yeah, let's it, be uh, honest. Yeah, it was, but it was, it was still funny. It was okay.
0: No, but um, and you know, I, I think as well, um, it it deserves kind of um, credit because because as you know, like we were saying, there's these kind of standalone episodes um, and and then the the kind of story episodes, and I think as a standalone episode, it it fits a a lot in um, to such a kind of because um, I I think often when I'm watching Doctor Who, I forget that it's forty five minutes long um and i kind of you know i have these moments where i go wow they rounded that up you know almost too quickly Mm -hmm. and then i remember that you know that it is um you know it is a very short amount of time and um also they're short series they're not they're not kind of 24 episodes long they're you know they're short so that you don't have much time to
1: to kind of play around with I think there is a, there is an issue with that that whole thing that the approach Moffat's approach over this series and and of this half series and the previous half series has been to go for this each episode being like a mini film a, mo- a movie a story in its own right a standalone story um, and I think while you know when when that works it's superb but some just sometimes the The development happens too quickly. we don't get to see the characters uh, develop in in the way that we we might if if it was done over two episodes um i i, I think it's a da- it's you know it's one of those things isn't it there's a swings and roundabouts but um there are dangers to that approach and and just occasionally i'd like to see a double episode and and see i'd like to have seen uh you know the angels take manhattan um i'd like to have seen that de- develop over two episodes um i'd like to yeah. i'd like to see i think if if anything maybe the second episode this this time around the needed needed longer to flesh out that story um and i think the the thing
0: the the thing is as well is that there's no reason as to why they shouldn't do that because Doctor Who is one of the few shows. Again, as as we've discussed previously on the show, it is one of the few shows that is event television, and people do sit down. And it's I always I always joke with Sarah. It's the one hour of the week I won't get a text message from Rob. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's but it's true, you know. It's, yeah, and that's, that's right. it's my, my people, do, people do. Yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> um if you are dying during Doctor Who don't call rob um but um, you know and it, it is true that that it is event television, so I think you know there's no reason as to why they can't um do those kind of two two episodes um but but also you know another thing that's that Moffat is a key part of obviously is Sherlock, and they do an hour and a half long episodes yes. yeah um. No, I'm a, I'm aware that an hour and a half is probably too long on a Saturday evening for 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 the kind of target audience of Doctor yeah, Who. Yeah, that's right. But but occasional specials, um, you know, because even the Christmas specials are always 45 minutes and so on. And I, and I do I do think that sometimes, um, like um, was it the Power of Three? Was the episode about the cubes? Yes. Yeah. Um, because that was. You know, such an amazing builder, and I love this idea of, you know, it's one thing that that the um, that the kind of Moffat era of Doctor Who seems to have brought in is this kind of contemporary um, look at, at sci-fi, and that they include, you know, kind of uh, social networking and all that kind of thing. And I love the Power of Three, but it seemed th- there seems that to- there seem to be kind of two acts all the time and the first act seems to be half an hour and the last act seems to be quarter of an hour Mm. and that they they don't seem to sometimes get the balance right where you know where if it's a 45 um minute show you know maybe do kind of 15 minutes for each one you know but there there seems to be this kind of massive setup and then Often like you say they, they kind of round it up very quickly. And it it does affect the payoff um with some episodes, I do you think.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. Um I mean you like you say, you you started watching Doctor Who in this kind of rebirth kind of era and particularly with um you yeah, know, Tennant um and, and Matt Smith. But going back to the seventies, it was Perfectly normal for a Doctor Who episode. When, when come on, when a new when a new um, story arc started. Uh, it, the, the question wouldn't wouldn't be you know is this a one part or a two part or the question would be is this a four part or a six part mm-hmm. series and we and we got used to that you know that that idea that the stories stories could be long and now now I think they they were too long and there was a lot of um, of padding in them there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of stuff you'd cut out of those they they don't play fast they don't they don't play I mean so I I'll get I'll get mail about this but you know that they, they, they don't they don't play very well now i think i think for the for a large part unless you're really into them and you want to spend a lot of time on them and enjoy just enjoy that but but i think that's a big difference you know between trying between doing a six parter and trying to cram everything into 45 minutes i think i think you know the, the Christmas specials are slightly longer; they they run about fifty five minutes or something. Some of them, um, mm. and, and they do feel like they've got a little bit more room to breathe. Um, I I don't think there'd be anything wrong with doing occasionally doing an hour. I guess it's a budgetary uh, kind of consideration. Um, mm. I think an hour an hour would uh, some of these stories would definitely they I think they would benefit from additional space. And I hope mm. that um, as we go beyond the fiftieth anniversary. That, that uh, Moffat starts um, allowing himself the, uh, the the kind of luxury of playing with um, with longer form for Doctor Who.
0: I mean, I, I think the thing is is that the precedents have been set as well. I mean, one one of the problems with the BBC is, of course, you know, it's government funded. It's well, it's it's funded by us and the government, and you know, they they have very 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 strict budgets, and I, I imagine they can't just kind of go. We'll take quarter of an hour extra. People mm. won't mind. Um, but you know, if if you look at um, Game of Thrones, that that started off on you know an HBO show, which you know they they just hump money into shows. I mean, I think I read a thing that said they got ten million dollars an episode for the last season, which is oh. just insane. Um, mm. But it shows, you know, it look it looks like ten million dollars an episode. Um, but you know, um, well. Band of Brothers did that 10 years ago, but nonetheless. Um, But they, you know, they started off as um, around 50 minutes an episode, and now they're up to over an hour an episode um, because they've been given the room to to fit it in, to fit the story in. And, um, you know, I think, as you know, like you say, it's that kind of space to breathe where, you know, in in some in some scenes you do need ten seconds of silence on an actor's face to kind of build up the mood in and the tension in a room. Um and those ten seconds add up over an episode. But I do I do think, you know, Doctor Who does does suffer often from a I mean it has so many kind of Deus Ex Machina moments as well when <laughs> it's just yeah. kind of like Oh yeah, my, my bike flies by the way, just in case. <laughs> you know. Um but You know it it is a kids show and it's allowed it's allowed that but um i think you know i'd like to see you know moffat is so powerful in the bbc now i'd love to see him like you say kind of flex his muscles a little bit and say you know come on you you've got to give me a bit more room here um
1: yeah
0: but who knows maybe it isn't broken maybe it's just us being pedants
1: um, well, no, I think, I think it's just, as you say, it would be just, it would just be nice occasionally just to see, just to see what he could do with that. And, and I think some of these stories deserve a little bit more space. Um, that's all. we're not, not complaining.
0: No, no. Uh, I, if anything, it's a compliment. You know, it's, it's one of those things that I want to see more. Hmm. Um, you well, know. Some, sto- some stories, <laughs> when, when some stories take longer, don't they? Yeah, and when somebody's saying, I'd like it to be quarter of an hour shorter, then be offended. <laughs> um, maybe that's the email we keep getting about these. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They're, they're about 45 minutes too long normally. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, and the other, the other funny thing about the Cold War episode, which you won't get because you don't watch Game of Thrones, weirdo, um, is um, Liam Cunningham, who played the captain, um, is... Davos Seaworthy, the captain in Game of Thrones. Ah, and see. He seems yeah. to be completely typecast, possibly because of his beard as a sailor. <laughs> um <laughs> which is a uh, which I love it when things like that happen. Where you he just was, keep actors. As... Yeah, he was, he's great. Yeah, I is fantastic. He's um, Yes, yeah, no, definitely. Um No, I thought I thought the whole episode was out nice. Um and uh yeah, if nothing else, it was worth watching just to see uh, Jenna Louise Coleman wet. So there oh, we go.
1: There, go. there go all our female listeners. Turned off for 37 <laughs> all, minutes. All three of them. Yeah. Well, maybe um, we get some more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I, 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 I don't mean to offend anybody. But we also
1: saw Matt Smith wet. Well, well, there we, we go. So, Matt yeah. Smith naked
0: Smith um, Smith. <laughs> is is something we've seen in the past. Yeah. Uh, not in Doctor Who, fortunately. Yeah. Um And now we've added wet to that. Although he was wet and naked because he was getting into the sea. So it's a weird one. Anyway, um, I'm beginning to come across as a little bit of a pervert with my knowledge of um, Doctor Who's nude scenes. So um,
1: (laughs) we'll we'll change the subject. Um, Let's move on. We can come back to Doctor Who next week.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. So, um, you know, the the other thing we were going to have a chat about was um, in-app purchases.
1: Yeah, it's uh, timely, I guess. We've been planning to talk about it for a while, but it seems to, it seems to be more important <laughs> this, this week.
0: This is where we're announcing that we're launching a Doomray app, and um, <laughs> you have to buy each episode for, uh, for 99p. Oh,
1: no, that would be brilliant, um, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah. But you can yeah. buy a packet of jewels that um, is £69, pounds and for that I come and talk to you myself. <laughs>
1: um, just just call, call them up. Resort. Yeah,
0: we just we just have a chat. We just uh I bring the cheese that I mentioned earlier over. I wear my smoking jacket and uh and we just have a chat. The, che- um, the cheese
1: is only in the really expensive uh, it's the, the platinum the platinum. Yeah, that's
0: word. that's the hundred and thirty nine pound in app purchase. Uh it gets you eight thousand gems which can be redeemed for um a blue cheese, um a extra mature cheddar. A nice salty goat's cheese, some crackers, and me in a smoking jacket. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, this joke is going on way too long, um, so <laughs> there is no plans doing app purchases because we don't have an app. Um, but yeah, no. So, so you know, it has been in the news a lot, um, and in fact, I saw it on the BBC News uh, whilst I was away, and they had the most hideously animated um, app explaining things mm. in this really horrible infographic oh condescending patronizing way um <laughs> which
1: was, yeah, just, it because, just, weirdly... just because you didn't know what an app is we're going to we're going to make yeah, yeah, we're going to make exactly. our, our news item look just like a, an app now for you no so just this, even this, more hideous i mean this has been something that you know any of us using um using iphones and uh, ipads and and pro- possibly even more than any of us any of us with kids um mm-hmm. have these devices although i still think it's annoying to everybody i
0: essentially count as a kid so yeah it's fine. Well, that's why
1: me too um the uh <laughs> the that we've been kind of talking about for some for some time and now it's come into the uh into the news in the uk in particular because um because the government's office of fair trading has uh, has, has launched uh, an investigation into into it because the the reports of uh, of kids running up uh, hundreds of pounds worth of bills um, apparently you know accidentally um the parents are then going. Well, how, how on earth can this happen? How on how on earth can men I was give paying. It me? <laughs> I was paying
0: no attention to them. <laughs> to my, to I, my, I left yeah. them in a room by themselves
1: with my password I, written down yeah, on a piece of paper. How on earth did this hmm, happen? Hmm. Hmm. Well, you know, there's there's two sides to this, aren't there? But but I, I think I think the first side is that that it is a hideous practice generally. Um, that, that there are there are some, or should I say, there are some examples of. Of using in-app purchasing in in a absolutely scummy way. Um, yeah,
0: and, and and I do think you know that that is worth worth mentioning. Is there 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 is the side of it where you know if you leave your kid in the bath holding the toaster, bad things will happen. Well, I um, agree. I agree. I think. That's the, but one, on one you know, hand, I do think
1: we don't want you know we don't need um, per- parenting by Apple. Um, that's not that's not what uh, any of this should be about if,
0: if we give them long enough they'll probably do
1: it yeah, i parent <laughs>
0: <laughs> parenting there's an yeah. app for that um,
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> a door
0: which is full of in app purchases that'd yeah. be the greatest joke that Apple could ever pull. But um no, you know, there are there are companies um that that are hideously bad for it. And you know, it's it's something as well that um you know, we've we've attended kind of creative conferences together um which which isn't a euphemism uh though it may sound like one. Um you know, and it's something that has come up for years. I mean, I remember going to um Edinburgh Interactive, um, which would have been three four years ago now, and um, there was um, a chap from Real Fish Games, and he was saying that um, so Playfish Games, not Real Fish Games, um, I had mixed up two brands there, um, but yeah, from um, Playfish Games, and he he was you know really pushing this idea of kind of the freemium in-app purchase model, um, and it is something that. You know, if you look at the top 25 on on uh, iTunes, it is always full of, um, well, the top grossing games are always, you know, these ones are, you know, full of in-app purchases and so on. Um, and it's a shame, really, because it's a model that I think can work and I have seen work um, and work very well. Um, but it's that idea of when... Because you know it is it is games really that are guilty of it, um, and it's when a game becomes unplayable without in-app purchases yeah. that I I believe it's I, wrong. I
1: just, you know, I, you know, I think you can you can kind of draw some kind of lines here, can't you? Because because it's, it's clear, I think, absolutely clear, that Apple needs to provide or needed to provide a, a mechanism for developers to charge money within the apps that they ha- that they. They make available. That's absolutely clear. That that needed to happen. And
0: it's probably single-handedly responsible for for the massive increase in apps. You know, like the App Store was something not niche, but you know, it was it, the explosion of the kind of app economy is pretty much single-handedly uh, down to in-app purchases.
1: Well, it is, but partly because partly because um, for some reason and we can go. It's a whole whole other show but for some, some reasons maybe, that there's a reluctance of people to, to buy an app that costs more than 69p or in many cases that costs anything up front. But,
0: but it's funny because for me, my rule is if it's free or 69p, normally I don't buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if I think of the, the apps that I most often use, they tend to be ones that I'm charging. You know, I think kind of, but it, it is that thing of you know a price point. But we're in the um, we're in the
1: absolute minority there. I mean, I agree. Yeah, no, no, I agree with you. I look at a game, the three ninety nine, four ninety nine, six ninety nine, and I and I think that well, what, let's have a look at how much work has been put into that, and and let's see they're obviously pitching this in a certain way, and I'll look at it more carefully, and and I maybe I'll invest in it if I want if I want to to play it. If a game mm. is sixty nine p, if a game is free. I look at it and I, I look at it suspiciously, and I start to look very with, carefully. With the at, exception
0: of yeah. people, <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> but as I, even there, <laughs> even with all these games, I look. I look with suspicion. I see what what are yeah, the yeah. purchases. I if if Lucy says to me, you know, um, uh, you know, Dad, can I have this game? I say, you know, how much is it? She said, it's free. I say, well, well, let's have a look and let's have a look at what the in-app purchases are. Let's let's see what the reviews say. Is it possible to play this game satisf- without without buying stuff in it? And I and I'll say to her, you know, we're not going. Yeah, we can have the game, but we're not going to spend money in the game. And she and she'll she'll say, yeah, that's cool. And yeah, you know, and, and, we, uh, and we, I think, and we download it.
0: But that's the thing is, not its you know the um, the what people don't seem to point out is that. All the in-app purchases are viewable in the store before the download. Um, yeah, they've
1: made and they've made it more apparent very recently, haven't they? Now, now it yeah, yeah. right under the name of the game, it says uh, it features in-app purchases, whereas before you had to scroll down a little bit and you see, you know, top in-app purchases in, for this game are these things. Um, and I, th- I think to, to me, the the, big, the biggest thing there is you know
0: i'm I'm a long time gamer um and to me, in my head, the price of a game is thirty nine ninety nine that's mm. the price of a game yeah. um you know at, at launch and yeah they they differ and so on um and then for say a portable game it's twenty four ninety nine to twenty nine ninety nine now I'm aware that if there's people from e a listening they're going. These are the kind of people we want. Why don't these guys exist anymore? Um, but you know, that, uh, that to me is kind of in my head. That's the price point that I have for a games. You know, a PC game is twenty nine ninety nine. Um, and if if you work for Activision, apparently it's fifty nine ninety nine for some reason. And um, but but you know, there, there's there's kind of a value to a game. Um, and and my thing is is that when you're playing these games that are very cheap kind of social games you know they they were most of these games were born through facebook you know this kind of farmville um mm. game and and nasty.
1: it's a nasty company
0: yeah yeah it is it is but the, it, well yeah the, uh, you know i can talk about zinger and all those kind of companies all day long but they what i don't understand is um you know this this um when your in-app purchases are outstripping the price and value of a game, surely there's something wrong. Um, and, you know, when you see these things that are like £69, £70 worth,
1: it's outrageous. Yeah, absolutely, Outrageous. It's
0: hideous. And, you know, I think that, you know, that shouldn't be... The thing that I kind of feel sorry for... Um, Apple and it's worth mentioning, you know, kind of Android, uh, people at like Google and stuff like that. I feel sorry for them because they're getting the brunt. And it's like, well, hang on a second.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: we gave people a way of, um, you
1: know, distributing games. Oh, wait, it's not and, just games. generating, it's making money for software, for the work you do, and I, and I, you know, I've um, yeah, yeah. There, There's exactly. some fantastic. I mean, there's things that simply couldn't happen on the App Store if it wasn't, if it weren't for in-app purchasing. But yeah. it's, but when, when somebody, when, when many people, in fact, many developers are, are, are giving away a game that is pretty much a demo. They're just doing it as this is a quick playable demo and then in order to do anything in this game you're going to have to spend uh, you know a couple of a couple of pounds that's different that that's one way of doing it but Mm. when it's when it's clearly here's the game and this is just a way of us then forever funneling money from you or from your kids into our bank account I think that's a very different that's a very different thing I think the 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 notion of paying to upgrade a game to a full version I have no problem with what I have a problem with is paying to keep a game going in a kind of endless way. And that's what, what what's happening when you're buying Smurfberries yeah. or gems. And I,
0: but I also think it's, you know, it's, it's worth saying that, um, that the, the idea of a free trial has been around since you know, since internet yeah. delivery, yeah, but, you of
1: but you can't do that on. The, there's no official, formal way of doing that in the no, in the, the App Store, but... and that's that's part of the problem here. I think this is something that Apple will address. And I, th- I, I think I think they they need to work out how to do it. It's a complex thing, but I think mm. they will address it. Um, and I think that will at least it won't solve the problem because the problem is comes from unscrupulous. Development companies, Um, uh, but but what what it will do is it will offer a a a much less sleazy way uh, for good companies, from the companies that are perfectly you know ethical, to offer um, uh, playable free demos, time limited Mm -hmm. or one level or whatever, with then a, a sensible way of clicking a button that, that rather than doing in app takes you to the app store and allows you to pay for a for a full app. And I think that will help a lot, but it but it doesn't solve the problem of, you know, companies that simply don't have any ethics or scruples. Um really, really squeezing uh, people for their kids, let's face it, that's what that's what they're after. Um kids for for just keeping a game running, like putting a car
0: but i think that's that's the thing that to me is the biggest crime is that it's not you know this this is mcdonald's advertising to kids isn't it that's mm. you know that's the kind of ballpark we're in mm. is that this isn't this isn't something that's intended for adults that is then misinterpreted or misused by children this is something that that companies are saying how do we get children to yeah. accidentally, in quotation marks, buy you know these massively expensive things, and then you know we say, and then they're backed up by the idea of, oh well, you know it says in-app purchase. Well, they rely, they
1: are relying on uh, their knowledge that, that that many parents will have bought. These devices for kids and who and won't know how to set up the parental controls, won't want to keep entering a password every time something needs to be installed, um, mm-hmm. and and I think this is what those companies are explicitly exploiting, and yeah. and, I, and I think that's that's what needs something needs to be done. Now, I mean, one of the things that's occurred to me is that that might limit it a little bit or or give us a little bit more control would be making these. These kinds of in-app purchases, the kind of um, expendable ones, the consumable uh, in-app purchases, uh, put it, putting a price limit on them, uh, unless your game is um, eighteen and over, yeah, unless, yeah. unless your app, because because then it would give us a way of blocking all you know all apps of this level above this level and not and not available to. Um, to to kids and we and and that becomes then much more much more explicit for a parent to say what level of app am I allowing my kid mm. to play on the on the device
0: and and I think the thing is is that you know that it's worth mentioning that this kind of thing has happened for years and years and years I mean I'm thinking of um, the uh, football stickers that I used to collect when I was younger and you know you buy for said amount, you know, say ninety nine p, you buy a sticker album and you get two packets of stickers, and then you you collect, you buy, you know, with your pocket money, say ninety nine p. So each week you go and you know you go and get more football stickers, and then by the end of it, your reward is you have this completed thing. But there's a, there's a difference because I I remember when I was in school, there was always the one kid who. His dad bought him the massive boxes of, of football <laughs> stickers um, from Costco or wherever it was. You know, like um, one of these massive kind of warehouse places. And um, so he got all the stickers and then sold all the others and all this kind of stuff. So <laughs> yeah. you know that. But it's been happening for years and but years. But the difference years. clearly. But it, the difference yeah. is is the amount of
1: money. And of course, the difference—the difference is the the newsagent that you from which you bought those stickers didn't have your parents' credit card, and didn't just require know, you was, to come I brought,
0: in. I was brought up in Middlesbrough; they probably did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you know what I mean? That's the difference yeah. is there that you had to you each time you had to go to your parents, you had to have your pocket money. You know, you you were responsible for that in some in some kind of way. Whereas, whereas thing. this it's, I can type. You know, if 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 I've said. Oh it's okay. Here's my password. You can download games and 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 let it and let the device store the password then someone can then the kid can just keep pressing the button
0: but you know i i've I've thought for a long time that a kind of obvious idea is kind of um you know digital pocket money. Well, you can where, do it.
1: You can do it, and this yeah, is yeah, this is what I then, think Apple. Again, Apple will need to kind of integrate this in the system a little, a little yeah. bit more explicitly. A way, a way of just quickly allowing a parent to top up a, a kind of um, an account. It, it's all doable now. It's all mm. uh, built in. You yeah, can, you it's, know, I it's
0: could, that idea of. You know, for, for me, if you could set up so so the child has an account that's separate to well, yours,
1: you can. You can. Uh, it's just complex at the moment. It's not. It's not. Yeah, yeah. But that's what means. how to do it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you know, for people like um, for for you um, or or me, you know, setting up that 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 process seems you know relatively simple. But it's that idea of you know, for most people, for the kind of people who give their child their password because Mm. it's quick and easy you know there needs to be a system in place where you know on the on the front screen of the app store it says digital pocket money or whatever they call it um you know that and it's just a quick setup process and then that allows you know i mean the the, the thing is is that selling to children is such a horrifically kind (laughs) of immoral thing but it is it is you know it's happened forever hasn't it Mm. (laughs) And I, I it, think
1: it. I think it needs to be made even more apparent. You know, I think I think you're right on the front of the store. But I think when the device gets bought, when the device first gets in uh, turned on, we're going to start to see things like you know, I right, set this device up for your kids. Set this device up for you. Uh, I, I think. Yeah. We'll, I think we'll we'll see. Maybe not in OS seven in iOS seven, but but if not, then 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 fairly soon after, I think we'll see a really Much clearer, much more explicit. This is this is uh, you know here's here's the way to set this up for your kids, kind of front screen. It will annoy people who get annoyed annoyed with Apple. It will annoy it will annoy those people who say that Apple are being being a nanny, being kind of you know uh, treating adults like children. But it's necessary.
0: Yeah, and I I think you know the 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 thing is is that these structures, you know these freemium in-app purchase style structures do work i mean if you look at um what ea has done with real racing um where you can you can play it uh without it i mean i, I know the second i mentioned ea people will hate me forever but um you know or if you look at chillingo um who i think are owned by the EA anyway um, but um you know and what they did with pixel people um i'm going i will check whether they are owned but i'm quite sure that, i'm pretty sure they are but um you know i think um they they can they they can be done well and they can be done right um and the main thing is is that you know with pixel people i didn't mind i didn't mind setting something to build and going right in 20 minutes it'll be done and i'll leave it and i'll pop my phone in my pocket and it's fine but it's it's when it comes to the point where you can't play the game without you know without spending you know mm. Pounds upon pounds upon pounds.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, got, we're going to see see plenty more in the in the news about this in the ne- certainly in the UK in the next uh, couple of weeks I think, or, or months, I think. Um, but I, I think it, it'll take it'll take a lot of changes in the OS's and uh, before we get anything really resolved. Yeah. So, um, well, yeah, and uh, you know, I
0: think you know, like we say, we can we can talk about it forever, but it's. Um, it's it's a difficult subject because it is selling and marketing to children
1: which it makes sense. and it also i think it, it touches this this thing of the this distinction between the two kind of two cultures of of computing the, the 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 bunch of people who say well you know we've done perfectly well with computers as they've been up till now uh, just because some people are irresponsible just because some kids do this what we shouldn't have all this stuff controlled and then another the other bunch of people, probably the vast majority of people, who say no, this is entirely different. This is a new world when these devices are aren't aren't computers so much as just things. We we they they're utilities, they're uh, appliances, um, and they need to work. They need to work in a way that we that we trust. Um, and I think that's going to mm. that's going to be the real the real battle here. Um, com- you know, companies may- maybe on the one hand like you know, dare, dare I say Google, who who has in the past traded on on the basis of oh you know you can do whatever you like with our products, and on the other hand, companies like Apple who say no you can't do whatever you like with our products. They work in this way, and mm. you know, and but we're going to make them work consistently in that way. Um, I'm not saying that either of those companies achieve that all the time, but uh, that's yeah, yeah. Of par- you know, the paradigm.
0: And I, thought, but I think, you know, that, like you say, it's that it's that finding that balance. And no doubt, when when these things inevitably are brought in, there will be people up in arms because it's hand holding and yeah. restrictions. And but, but but they're necessary restrictions, and they're necessary hand holding. Hmm.
1: Um,
0: Interesting. So yes, so um, we'll call that a show.
1: Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's a show.
0: Um, just about. Um so yeah so um you know it's we'll quite have another quite a show. long one actually long it is it, it is yeah. it is um and um yeah you know we'll we'll have another show later in the week um but yeah uh, i hope well we'll also have a doctor who one um you know maybe try and make a shorter one out of that maybe who knows mm. um but yeah so um yeah we'll well that's that's everything from us at this end, and um, we'll probably be back Thursday. Well, so we'll get back to Thursday. I think is a is a key thing. Yeah, you're
1: gonna go for that. Yeah, so okay. we'll do so so. that. We'll okay, so we'll we'll back to Thursday regular Thursday slot, but uh, maybe we'll 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 need to shove in the occasional short Doctor Who <laughs> Doctor Who yeah. uh, weekend edition as well.
0: But, uh, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, good. Okay, oh, good,
1: okay. to, good talking to you.
0: All right. Well, I'll see you next time, anyway. And thanks, everybody, for listening.
1: Okay. Take care. See you in a bit, Rob.
0: Bye. Bye.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to
0: Doomray. We've got a Sunday Lounge edition, which is mine and Rob's favourite editions, (laughs) (laughs) Um, which uh, essentially means um, we sit in a smoking room uh, with smoking jackets and pipes. Yeah. a a selection of cheeses and uh, red wine and occasionally a good single scotch. Um however uh, that's complete lie. i'm seeing a desk in uh, in uh, about two miles away from Rob. Um but apart from that um the rest is true. I am wearing a smoking jacket. I have my pipe. I have my wine and my cheese. Um but it's um April the 14th. Um it is Sunday as i mentioned earlier and um really today's episode is um a, a look back at the last um, two weeks of Doctor Who. That's kind of the main topic. Um, and then we're going to have a little, um, we're going to dip our toes into in-app purchases, which um, will probably turn into the next 10 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, you know, they've been in the news a lot this week. So, um, you know, we're going to have a look at that. Um, but really, you know, this is a follow-up to um, some quite positive stuff um, that we've had, kind of feedback-wise, from um, our discussion uh, of the on the Doctor Who premiere, um, which was two weeks ago now, two weeks, three weeks, three weeks. Yeah, we're um, to so really, three. we're just following that up. Yeah. Um, so um, really, I mean, it's it's been it's been an interesting series because I, I guess you know, with with Doctor Who, they always, um, you know, we were talking the other day about, um, on our previous podcast about Moffat moments. Um, And I think, you know, whenever a new series of Doctor Who starts, um, you look for the episodes that are the key kind of Moffat moment um, episodes where, where, you know, they're really kind of a catalyst of an episode where um, the action and the story takes from there and then there's these kind of filler episodes and from from my reckoning we've had one story episode um, and we've had one kind of filler episode I don't know if you'd agree with that Rob
1: uh, yeah I think um, what do you, you what's your epi- your filler what's your filler episode
0: well my my filler episode in in my mind is the um, is the cold war episode I think that that to me could have been placed anywhere in the series. Yeah, right.
1: um, that could
0: yeah. be episode three or episode yeah. ten. Yeah, no, I see and it what would, you mean. It would make no difference. No, I see what you um,
1: mean. I think it probably is one of the stories that were that was originally going to be later on in the season, and has just been they've just been switched around at um, at a later point. Yeah, I think you're right mm-hmm. with that.
0: And it, you know, I mean, the thing is, is that that does, that isn't by any means. You know, we're not trying to. Shun it because I actually really enjoyed it as an episode. I thought it was a a great episode um if for nothing else, just for the ultra box um <laughs> references mm-hmm. um although I do have a question about that if they're speaking Russian and we're hearing their Russian as English through <laughs> the tardis's translation matrix. Why is Ultravox not in Russian?
1: <laughs> the TARDIS, I think, is selective. I think it. it I don't think it's going to translate songs. Yeah, I think I'd just, would <laughs> well, just it be, I just. <laughs> I don't think it would. I ri- it in Russian. I think you know the the, char- <laughs> the characters are going to be singing along to the English uh, versions of those songs, phonetically, if nothing else. I think that's, that's perfectly yeah. acceptable. Okay, i will accept that <laughs> as an answer. Uh, anyway. I, I, I think it was an no, excellent yeah, episode. I, th- I thought, um, I, th- I thought yesterday's was was fantastic. But I guess we should deal with um, the second one first, um, since we yeah, we should do
0: this chronologically.
1: We, we haven't spoken about it, have we at all? Because you, no, you've, no, been, you've um, been away, and we and t- we didn't talk about it on the last show. No, and
0: no, I, I think it was a bit of a weird episode, actually, um, because it had some very very high highs and some very low lows for me um because i thought the um the the speech that that matt smith delivered to to the sun god um was one of his best moments as the doctor mm. um you know i thought him um i i it's one thing i really like about matt smith as as doctor who is he has this kind of very playful very charming very eccentric um persona and then when he's cornered he becomes he becomes very angry and he become he he well he becomes very masculine and i'm not saying he's effeminate um you know throughout the rest of it but he he's not kind of a manly man but then when he's cornered he seems to he seems to rise to it and um I thought, you know, I, I, thought that speech where he was saying, you know, he's, he's watched the death of the universe and he was the only thing left. And, you know, like it was, it was very, very powerful. Um, and then that little girl started singing and I wanted to punch her in the face. Wasn't it the queen of you? Wasn't it the queen of you? Yeah, like an it wasn't, it was like the opening. Set, yeah. Yeah. It was, um, it was great acting and beautiful, uh, kind of rhetoric. Um, punctuated by hideous Christian guitar playing and swaying and I was, uh, it
1: was... I, was, I was, I thought we were, we were a couple of
0: seconds.